Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 16. God, that's still a mouthful. A selectbutton.net guide and podcast. Every week, we select three games at random. You get to vote on which one we play, and then we discuss it using the five completely normal and standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, mystery, poetry, harmony, and gun. Not necessarily in that order. I am your host, Virtual Clint. I'm your co-host, Courier Rice. And today we are joined by... Uh, hey creep, keep away from that dino. I'm Shrug. Uh, I'm Wanga Momo, a.k.a. Cassie Commando, and I would just like to say that there are exactly four guns in Captain Commando for the Super Nintendo. And he lost quality. I am Talpa. Um, I am proud Mecha American one second before. I'm Bachelor of BachelorSoft.com. This week, we played Captain Commando, a beat-em-up starring Capcom's disgraced former mascot. Bet you didn't know Capcom had a mascot. Uh, other than Mega Man and whatever. I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> this game was released in arcades in 1991, and then four years later was ported to the Super Nintendo. It was also on the PlayStation and then the PSP. I mean, who cares? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, so it's a beat em up. It's basically Final Fight, but bad. I don't know. Is Final Fight good? Uh, you've given away the twist. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, that's my opinion. Everybody else could have different opinions, I suppose. Um, spoilers, I don't. Um, anyway, I asked everybody to play an hour, but how long did you play and how far did you get in this game? Uh, I played probably several hours. I I've beaten the game... Once with save stakes, once without, and then gawking to the end multiple times, and then just died at the last boss because it's the last boss is really bad. It's the worst. I did my typical thing of working too much overtime and being exhausted all week and then playing the morning of the cast. So I got to Boots, who is blood in the arcade version. I guess they bolderized it for Nintendo. For Mr. Nintendo. For Grandpa Tendo. And I was had the uh, I was playing, had my emulator on one half of the screen and on the other half of the screen I was watching uh, Bachelor and Clint play through the arcade version and the in fightcade and I it was a bit distracting so I got kicked to death and then I didn't want to play anymore because it's a bad game I stopped that's all now Captain Commando doesn't play well Captain Commando why you play so bad I'm Captain I, Commando, and I don't play well with others, or anyone at all. I don't play well. I actually, I wonder if, pardon me wonders if it's, uh, there, there seems to be a bit of leg after you attack 
like you can't like cancel into anything and i kind of wonder if that was put in to like stop people from using the turbo bucking to beat the game or not because i could not get the turbo bucking to work with this game every input seems mushy and weird but i'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> yeah let's save it for gun I played this game for five minutes because this game sucks fucking shit. I quit and then I uh, I credit fed through it in the arcade version. But this is the worst game we've played that I've been around for. I, this game... Go ahead, Tulpa. I played this game for about 40 minutes where I got up to the final boss fight and then lost on my first playthrough. And then I just watched a YouTube video of the final boss fight. And... uh. I will refrain from talking about how bad this game is. I played for one go-round with not infinite credits, so I played until I lost, basically, and I got to the circus level, and I died to the boss of the circus level, who felt impossible at the time, but then I watched Cassie just decimate him by just standing there and hitting him with a knife, like, gently until he died. So I feel a little... uh like, I missed the boat on that one, but... Yeah, this game is terrible. I wouldn't say it's as bad as Tetris 2, uh, but few games are. But this game is really bad. That's also the secret to combat. IRL is just hit them with a knife gently until they die. <laughs> just gently go to sleep. <laughs> I played this about an hour and a half. Uh, I got to the boss of the third-to-last area twice uh the guy that looks like younger tagoro which is the big guy from yu yu Hakusho, who has like the tubes in his neck when he transforms this guy was sitting at a big desk uh and then the desk lowers and then you fight him somewhere uh i so i got to him twice and i i got kicked to death and d didn't really have time to play more because it was the morning of this because i've been tired but um, I thought this was one of Capcom's lesser uh, beat-em-ups. It was a shame, especially because from the sound of uh, what people were saying about the arcade version, this seemed like a kind of a infer uh, rather inferior port. It's very sluggish. Um, some kind of mean enemies. <laughs> but um, I thought it was like, Decent, but not decent enough to warrant um, finishing. Yeah, because I like I I played through the Super Nintendo version. I played about forty five minutes, and I got all the way to the end. I used a cheat code to get infinite credits because I suck at games. Uh, but I felt like that's the you know that's the right way to play it. Just come to the arcade with five bucks and beat the damn game. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hated this uh, more than Tetris too. I would rather play Tetris too. Um, but let's get into it i want to get into it because our first topic is gun and uh yeah so gun this game has some guns but exactly four five if you count captain commando's built-in flamethrower um but what did we think of this game's gun and i think i know what people are gonna say i didn't even get the first gun, I think. I don't know. How do you... What? Look, 
I'm just gonna sound flabbergasted a lot. But how do you have a beat em up with this few pickups? There, yeah, the pickups are way too infrequent. Um, but you do start with a flamethrower if you play as the most boring character, Captain Commando. Why would you play as Captain Commando when you can play a mummy with knives? Because when you play the arcade version, he's the only one who doesn't feel like total shit. Don't, like, why would you play Captain Commando in a game that's titled Hoover Babyhead? Yeah, I played <laughs> Baby Commando almost all the way through. Let's, so, let's be real clear. Baby Commando is a baby in a sort of power armor mech suit, which is incredible. And whose jumping attack is a dropkick. And in the arcade version, you can be a baby in a mech suit and climb into a mech suit. Oh, oh wait, God. what? Yeah, yeah, you can ride mech suits in the arcade version. The arcade version is so much better. Maybe what? I'm getting ahead of everything here, but it is just so much better than this version. Yeah, the Super this Nintendo version is a bad sucks. port. It's a yeah, terrible port. They've got a uh, nesting Matroshka mechs because of Baby Commando. I want to I want to talk really briefly about the major ver- differences between the arcade version and this because I think that. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to talk about the arcade version the whole time. But um, the biggest difference is there are a lot more weapons because you get most of your weapon drops from enemies. In the Super Nintendo game, none of the enemies have weapons that I could find. Uh, you can ride mechs, which makes a big, big difference. Um, there's more gore, so you've got blood here and there. And if you die to certain enemies, you'll get cut in half. So that's a lot of fun. Whoa, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, if you play as the mummy as well, uh, his knives can milk people somehow. So M- they can what now? They can milk people. They like, they melt like just... acid. Yeah. Oh. You okay. you said melt, not milk, because I thought you were getting that's, kind of rude there. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was like, could you repeat that into the microphone very slowly? <laughs> hey, if anyone needs wants to learn about the ancient. Secret techniques of knife milking. You know where to find me, but I don't think this is that kind of cast. <laughs> yeah, so you can melt people with your knives. The enemies generally have more complex behaviors. Um, some of, like, yeah, as an example, there's like a, I don't know what you're on, like a water ski, jet ski kind of thing. Anyway, um, in this Super Nintendo version, the enemies all move in straight lines, and in the arcade version, they move around quite a bit. You're a lot faster on that, too. Uh, just generally, there's a lot of features. Uh, there's one boss fight in the Super Nintendo version where you fight, okay, you fight one guy real early, and then later you fight the same guy, but twice in a row, which is fucking horrible. Um, in the arcade version, you fight both of them at the same time. So it's little things like that. A lot more enemies on the screen, just generally much, 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 much better to play. Still not great, but, uh, leagues of difference. And they had, they, it took four years, I get. Well, it didn't take four years, but it was four years between the arcade version and the Super Nintendo versions. So, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. When, when is this from then? 91. Originally 91. Yeah. Okay. When did this take place? When was this uh, made in regards to other beat em ups? Final Fight's what, 1989? Cats. Hold on. (laughs) I love that this is a cat cast. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, okay, so Final Fight was. Yeah, it's 89. 
Okay, it's 89, and this came out when? 91. 91. Oh my god, and Final Fight trumps this, or at least this port. Well, actually, the Final Fight port to Super Nintendo was also kind of infamous for excluding a whole character out of three characters. The Final Fight port isn't good, but it still feels like Final Fight. Like, this looks like you're running it through, like, I don't know, the dimmest monitor on Earth. Everything feels awful. You never get more than, like, two enemies on screen. You don't have the mech. You don't, like, I would much rather go without Guy or Hagar than play this game without a fucking mech. Uh, You do get, like, five enemies on screen at a time after the first stage. Uh, But, but, playing on easy. But, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, This game, it's... I guess we're not talking about uh, vanity yet, so I'll I'll not mention what happened to the visuals until then. I wouldn't say it's will... dimmer. Sorry, I just think ahead. it looks like mud. It is. Uh, it is a little, maybe not washed out, but it is a bit uh, a little earthier than I was expecting. Uh, I would like for a positive note on gun. I at least say that uh, one of my one of the aspects of beat 'em ups that I enjoy was still here, which is where you you know, as per even in some fighting games, you figure out like the limits of your set of attacks and figure out how to loop them together. Like a very small, very small instance that I just tend to appreciate is. Um, uh, Baby Commando, who is I'm just convinced is the best character um if you go up to grab an opponent you can throw them in whatever direction you want or you can like suplex them on their head but the um the proper way to do it as far as i could tell was to punch twice and then uh slam them down into the ground because then you get the maximum amount of damage on them i that kind of like just uh, trying to be as efficient as possible, get everything organized into its proper place. Um, from my experience in at least watching people play beat 'em ups, that's what it always seemed like was that playing a beat 'em up properly was like organizing a room. Baby Commando also seemed to have a punch where, like, his robot elbow flew back and not very far, but he could actually hit enemies on both sides of him yeah or i didn't play as baby commando once i was like half thinking that was a weird quirk of the bizarre hit detection in this that um because i only saw it a few times but yeah i think that the baby commando grab punch punch suplex or whatever that is uh, smack them on their head is the single most damaging thing you can do to a single enemy in the whole game. Cause that, like, when I came to a boss and if I died as the mummy or whatever, um, I would go to baby commando and try and grab them and punch, punch, suplex, whatever that is, and kill them. Like, and it was really, really damaging. <laughs> uh, punch, punch, and then, uh, doing the jumping pile was more efficient with baby commando. Yeah, I, sorry, uh, I, I used the wrong jumping pile. Yes, that's the one jumping pile driver. <laughs> I only pl- I only played as uh, the baby, but uh, I did switch to the uh, mummy for 
who is uh, known in Japan as Genity, but in everywhere else as Mac the Knife. Um, and I, I played him for about... No, 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 no. Actually, I, I played the ninja for about five seconds, realized I couldn't do the, the slam move that the baby can do, and immediately reset the the console. So it was just like, <laughs> no, I'm sticking with the baby. The, nin- the ninja's kind of garbage. I don't know what kind of 90s game they thought they were making, but... No. I yeah oh sorry go ahead Cassie. Uh, I I did play as the mummy commando just because he seemed to have the longest reeks and uh, also because on his uh bio for um for when you start up the game it says he is very cool. So I, I appreciate that. I like to play a very cool character. If you can't trust a game telling you that it's cool, who can you trust? Yeah. Also, I should say while we're talking about that little intro, the Mummy Commando, it says that he's an alien warrior. Like his name is Mummy Commando, and then it says he's an alien warrior. And he does not look like a mummy or an alien in game. He actually looks like a extremely thin, too lanky, just guy like with really dry skin, it's gross. He yeah. he also has the backwards uh, baseball cap, which is great. I just love his style. That's not a baseball cap. That is the traditional he- headdress of his alien mummy people. The baseball capians. Like I would watch a bad '90s movie with him as the main character. Yeah, this yeah. feels like it'd be a good cartoon. You know, like Mac the Knife, Captain Commando going on adventures with Baby Mac and. And the ninja, you know. <laughs> I think that a mummy of an alien is like untrodden ground that uh, needs to be covered in more depth. I hate to tell you, but Star-Gate. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of. Uh, uh, what's what's the term? Uh, cons- conspiracy theorists out there who believe that uh, the Ancient. pyramids were made by aliens. You've never seen Stargate? Yeah, there's a lot of mummy aliens in yeah. that. Oh, I haven't. Is the thing from Phantasm a mummy alien? No. No. Uh, the thing uh, from Phantasm is Perduian. But don't Wait. they... There's like a portal into an alien world with a mummy? Or am I imagining the mummy? You, you can't be a mummy unless you got bandages. That's just how it works. Yeah, I agree. True. Yeah, I not agree. mummies. They're, they're just undead dwarves on the planet Dune. Okay. Oh, you know what? I know something that does have an alien mummy for real. It's uh, uh, Quatermass in the Pit, the British like uh, '60s um, sci-fi horror like thing. It's like very quiet and relaxed of a horror movie, but it does involve a bunch of people digging up an old spacecraft from like under the London Metro that has a mummy of an alien in it that is a giant grasshopper. And in the end, it turns out that all humans were descended from giant grasshoppers from Mars. And that's why we're warlike. That uh, tracks. Yeah, that sounds like a Doctor Who episode, actually. In fact, there's also a Doctor Who episode that uh, had an alien mummy. Uh, the Pyramids of Mars. Yeah, the Quatermass movies were pretty much like exactly like old Doctor Who, but a little bit weirder and uh, I think better. I want to I want to really read this Wikipedia thing about Mac the Knife since we're on these alien mummies. So, uh, quote, other things he has are the Captain Cap, which is a souvenir from the first meeting with Captain Commando. 
the genetic bandage, which is his life-sustaining equipment for survival on Earth, the genetic knife, which melts all matter, and the gravity controllers, which are his pair of shoes that adjust the gravitational pull to where it's best for the battles. That is all the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's one long citation needed. There's no way that was ever in anything related to this game. It came from an arcade poster. There's a citation. I, let me see it. I'm in disbelief. They put more effort into that than they did into this fucking game. Okay, that was it's all broken. On a <laughs> sorry, sorry, a flyer. A flyer. Where's my Mac the Knife side story? Mac the Knife Zero mission. You gotta download it from uh, Satellaview. It's a visual novel. <laughs> Wouldn't Mac the Knife Zero Vision uh, just be listening to the Trepany opera? I don't get it. That's where the song Mac the Knife came from. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Return of... Wait, uh... Return, of the, Return of the Mac? <laughs> that we can get a scene. You to me, even though... <laughs> Why are you singing Return Creed? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. You're very good at this. Return of the Mac. Can we just spend the rest of this podcast talking about Mark Morrison? No, we have to talk more uh, about guns. No, look, okay, I, Mark Morrison, I think he got busted for having a gun, right? And right right before or around when Return of the Mac hit it big, like when it hit number one, whatever, right? So he got, he got sentenced to do community service, and he went and he sent a lookalike to go do it for him. Oh, and my God. He got busted for it. Fuck. And that's, number one, the best celeb story I've ever heard. Number two, thousand times better than anything on Super Nintendo. I, I don't like video games. Cops <laughs> took my gun. So I sent a doppelganger to do my community service. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a very good song. Uh, two thumbs up. <laughs> wait, wait. So wait. Did, did we mention... The mummy's name is Janetti? Yeah, yeah, I did. Curry mentioned it, but I didn't get the connection just now to all that uh, genetic shit he's got. Oh, I didn't oh, either. I thought oh, you said something else. I just got it now, too. That's adorable. Same. Especially because it's spelled with a J. Janetti. Maybe. Like, it, maybe. Looks like, it looks like a nice, a nice lady's name. Maybe by alien, they actually mean Italian. <laughs> That that sounds about right, yeah. Oh my god! All right, um, <laughs> I'm looking at my gun. One of those notes. Italian Egyptians. Yeah, <laughs> those Italian Egyptians from space. He's a highly appropriative um, Italian. So I I want to cover the move set on this game because it is really limited, and I okay. I just want to disclaimer. I don't really play a lot of beat 'em ups because I decided early on in my life that I didn't really like them. So maybe all beat 'em ups are like this. But it's really sad to me that this game has like an attack button that you have you can either do attack standing, a little bit of a dash attack, which usually just knocks them down and doesn't do very much damage, a jump attack, and then a dashing jump attack. And they're they're all fairly similar. I didn't feel like there was anything really interesting with that. But maybe I'm just used to like fighting games or something. There's all the there's the special abilities. Each character you can press a button to do a special ability. Baby Mech, 
explodes without hurting himself, and the explosion damages everyone around him. I assume uh, he vents steam from the machine or whatever it is. I can tell oh. you what he does. He's at, In the arcade version, it looks slightly different, but what he's doing is actually detonating missiles that his mech produces in its legs. Oh, sweet. Sick. Oh, damn. Why is the arcade version so much cooler? <laughs> I mean, I got the info from the Wikipedia, but you can actually see the, the missiles in the, the arcade version very slightly. And this one, it just looks like his mech is, like, explosively farting. Baby steam. <laughs> um, I I will say that um, as far as... I, I've played a lot of beat-em-ups, and as far as, like, move sex goes... That is the most basic moveset. That's like Final Fight moveset, basically. Like, there's just one attack bucking. There's not a lot of variety you can do with it. There's there's a jump bucking, so you can do, like, a jump kick. And you and there's that special attack uh, mentioned before that drains your health if you hit anyone with it. It's, it's a lot of... Beat-em-ups have these, but generally they try to do something more with them. They try to add more contextual axings, whereas in this one it feels like there's just, like, punching and kicking in, like, two different ways in that sick. Yeah, that's what I... Okay, so I, I, I'm i glad I'm, I didn't just, like, assume this was bad, but actually it's good, you know. <laughs> there's also... Um dash attacks and uh the special attack but that's barely anything oh, right. else. yeah you can, you can also this, oh go ahead is this one of the first beat em ups with a, a a dash is it one of the first games with a dash i mean I, kirby had a dash didn't it but, did, but this, this this predates kirby right oh yeah i guess it does i mean wait you you can double tap to dash in kirby on yeah, the, in the Super Nintendo ones, yeah. Oh, but that's, that's, this is 1991, baby. Can't you Dude, do they, it in the NES version? But that one came out really late, but I think you can in the NES version as well. Probably. You can do it in the Game Boy version, which came out in like 1990 or 1991, I think. If it's possible that Kirby ripped off Captain Commando in multiple ways, I'm going to lose my mind because when you beat the game, the characters do the same dance that Kirby does in Kirby Superstar. Uh, Kirby's 1992. Kirby is 1992, and Kirby does that dance even in the Game Boy version, so maybe it did rip off Captain Commando. I think... I if... don't want to give Captain Commando credit, so I'm uh, frantically trying to look up what other games had the double tap dash. <laughs> I haven't... <laughs> I haven't seen the end of the game, so I'm just going to assume that uh, Babyhead is in an extreme amount of danger doing the Kirby dance and all those flips in that big machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, oh, it, it's so Babyhead's like... two years old. You're two years old. But, but, I mean, that's really... That's a lot older than I would have expected. And also, does that Wikipedia page mention if Babyhead is toilet-trained? <laughs> I want to know why Babyhead is two years old and doesn't have any hair. Why is he? Uh, I'm actually going to give an answer to whether or not uh, Babyhead is toilet trained. It doesn't matter. He he's walking around in a giant personal toilet. Imagine how the thing will smell. That is where the gas comes from. There See, we go. Thank you. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's the material. Yep. Okay. Perfect. I love it. Fuck. Also, he's he doesn't have any hair because he has male pattern balding, like early onset. Okay, I got some new information. He's, he's so smart. 
He's so smart that he his brain uses up all the nutrients that would go to hair. <laughs> yep. Is that the problem Charlie Brown had too? Yeah, he's maybe, too smart. Maybe the baby just like yanks out all of his hair in stress while trying to figure out how to improve the mech. If Somehow I'm going to handle this spell, smell problem. I need a better gasket. Why can't I invent a better gasket to seal away all this smell? Tear, tear, rip, blood. Okay, okay, I have some new information for everyone here. Um, does anybody remember Game Tap? No, yes. they... Oh. Yes. Yes. No? What's there? Of course. It's, it's so famous. Everyone knows Game Tap. I, I don't know Game Tap. What is Game Tap? Oh, yes. The, the famous was... Mr. Game Tap Johnson, the best yeah, player of, of us all. It was, it was like uh, Netflix for games. No. Not, not DVD Netflix, but current, as everyone knows, it's streaming where you game tap and chill with a cutie. Yeah, it was a streaming game service back in 2007 that also had emulators, too, and it was run by TBS of all fucking companies, and it had uh, it had Captain Commando was re- released on GameTap. It's the last thing uh, that it mentions on the Wikipedia page is it's on GameTap. So that's a thing. I just, I remember reading about this or hearing about this and being like, oh, that's cool, and then completely forgetting about it, and it only ran for three years. Almost exactly three three years, it, I think. It, it was, it was a game? really... I'm sorry, what? No, actually, you go ahead. I mean, I subbed to GameTap, because I'm daring like that, and, like, it, it was the first place, I think it had, like, early exclusivity for um that Tomb Raider, is the Tomb Raider Anniversary Edition, the remake of Tomb Raider. And also, it was, like, it had Saturn emulation. Like, you could play Panzer Dragoon Saga and Knights on that thing. It was freaking weird. And I don't think it was good Saturn emulation, but at the time, I think it was, like, as good as you're going to get. Like, on your computer? Yeah. That's it, it was, weird. It, it was so weird. They had some weird shit on there. And I'm sorry, it was around for five years, not not three years. That was my bad. So this isn't like GameFly, which is what I was thinking of. This is like you play it on your computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it wasn't real time streaming. You still had to download stuff, and you still had to pay like you know ten bucks a month or whatever. But yeah, like it was it was lots. It was like mostly I think old, old PC games. Sometimes you got weird stuff like the Tomb Raider remake, and then just weird arcade ports and Sega Saturn and stuff. No one fucking played. So there you go. That's a little bit of history. Thanks to Captain Commando, we learned about GameTap. I'm glad you, that somebody actually knew what it was, because I was going to struggle to say anything meaningful about it. I know one thing, and I know how to tap. I know how to tap. I'm Captain Commando, and I know how to tap. Clint, were you saying that GameTap... See, now I'm mixed up. GameTap, GameFly. Uh, GameTap was the last... Was that the last, um, like, official release of... Captain Commando? Um, it could be. It's it, so the last release so it doesn't say when it was released. So the last official release mentioned on Wikipedia was in 2006. GameTap started in 2005 and ended in 2010. So it could have actually been the last official release, but it's not clear. It's not clear. Is there a PSP port? Yeah. 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 That's where it was, was the Capcom Classics Collection remix for PSP um, was in 2006. Uh, okay. And also the Capcom Classics Collection Volume 2 for PlayStation 2 and Xbox, both released in 2006. So, yes. For a moment, I was worried that Capcom was ashamed of this game, was ashamed <laughs> of their child, Mr. Capcom himself. 
<laughs> Speaking of tap, can I just say that the startup on your double tap dash is fucking horrible, and I hate it, and, and this game is bad. Is it? I didn't have any That's trouble all. with it. It has a stupid hitch that is longer than the usual stupid hitch in all of the games I've ever played. You start your run, then he pauses. They pause. And then they dash. I'm used to a crisper dash. It's much crisper. Put your dash <laughs> in my crisper. It conveys <laughs> the anxiety of being a baby or a, uh, an Italian. I had a hard time dashing as well, and I felt great anxiety. But you, you can dash, like, real well in the arcade version. Like, you can dash, and it, it, it feels a lot better because you are not constantly, like, you know, stop. You know, like, you don't need to clear the screen of every dude before you move on. Like, you can just keep moving and beating dudes up, which I don't think really happens in the SNES version. You, you it's not can, what happens in real life, either. You, you can kind of run past some guys in some parts of some levels, but, yeah, in the Super Nintendo version it the desk just felt like it it did not feel good at all yeah i agree i thought it was it was i mean everything felt a little bit chunky and delayed um the one that killed me was the grab because there's no button to grab so you just walk straight into them and then they grab but if you're if you hit the button to attack them but you're also pressing a direction, which you have to do to grab them, then you throw them. The last thing you want to do is throw them because it doesn't do much damage and it knocks them down. They're invincible while they're knocked down, etc. So you have to let go of the D-pad, or the stick in my case, and then hit the attack button. And that that it's like a quarter of a second delay for me to like know that I've grabbed them, let go of the stick, and then punch them. Like It, 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 it drove me up the wall. Yeah, I have a bone to pick about this. Because this is also a problem in a lot of other beat-em-ups. And I mean, I hate beat-em-ups. Let's just get this out there. We need to step to one side or the other. Okay, before I continue. Uh, who likes beat-em-ups? Who hates them? I mostly hate them. They're good. I used to think they were bad, but they're good. I'm honestly starting to come around to them. Um, and I liked uh, I liked Turtles in Time back in the day. So Yeah, me too. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, I like that one. Turtles in Time, Violent Storm, uh, fucking, oops, I'm blanking. Violent Storm. <laughs> Violent Storm. Violent Storm. Simpsons Arcade. That game uh, sucks. Sh- uh, Shadow over Mistara, that's the only one I care is I'm a fucking D&D nerd. I like to take them on a case-by-case basis. Otherwise, I take everything on a case-by-case basis. Shrug is a centrist neoliberal. Yeah, I was about to... I was about... <laughs> you stole my joke from me. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, but I, I do I do think Shadow over, over Mistara is, like, the best beat-em-up because it layers a bunch of surprisingly complex systems over hitting things, and it's kind of hilarious. Um, also, the art is, and animation is gorgeous. Yeah, that's the major part of it. Like, I will usually try out a beat 'em up if it has very nice aesthetics, but uh, otherwise, I think it's the worst genre, and I'm glad it's dead. Thank you. It is easily the worst genre. Like, no, no, there is. Let's go through like, think of a genre from the '80s or '90s that was an arcade game or whatever. Everything else stayed alive. 
you I can go and I can go download like two dozen um, 2D shooters and they're not all bullet hell. You know, like you can get stuff that's like Gradius or like some awful Euro shmup, like just the pure garbage, but still following that lineage. You are not going to find a single beat em up from the last decade. That's pretty. Yeah. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You're not going to find one that is a pure beat em up. I don't think you're going to find anything that's like a double dragon or a final fight. You're going to find something with wait, a bunch of RPG. What do you mean RPG. a pure beat em up? Yeah. I mean, I mean something that doesn't have RPG trappings. It doesn't have binds. Something that's not a River City Ransom clone. No. Oh, so everything. So Castle need... Crashers doesn't count, is what you're saying. It doesn't, and that's a Guardian Heroes thing. Like, you're mm. not going to find anything that's just a pure beat-em-up. Like, it just, they fucking suck shit. What they about Double Dragon Neon? Isn't dumb. that... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not playing a way-forward game. They suck ass. <laughs> they never made a good game. But no, like, um, the thing is, like, with this one, like, I think maybe, like, I thought I used to love this genre, then I went back to it as I'm older. I fucking hate it now. But I when I was in Tokyo recently, I played, um... Alien vs. Predator for the first time since like I was on name. And like um it was really good. Like it felt like a proper game. Like I could do powerful attacks without like uh you know sacrificing my health. It felt it felt really good. This game does not feel good, and almost all these games don't feel very good. And you have like what, 10 years between, say, Double Dragon and uh Alien vs. Predator, and you only get to the good game right at the end. That's what I have to say. Thank you. I just, yeah. oh, go ahead. You know I what? Think I, like, got a, I think I got a pure beat em up, as uh, Bachelor prefers to call it, uh, like a few months ago in the Humble Bundle monthly. So, mm. But what was it? Can you remember? Yeah, it was this uh, really aesthetically pretty, like, except like really super hyper violent uh, Russian themed. Uh, Mother, like, Mother Russia bleeds. That's it. Wait, that's a beat em up? I thought that was like a, a Hotline Miami knockoff. Not even close. So, okay, so uh, here's here's my take on beat em ups. In almost every beat em up, you have a very limited moveset. You walk up and down a 2D plane in a way that is completely incomprehensible. So you may or may not hit an enemy anytime. You look like you're facing them, you might not hit them. And then when you do go up to them, you just mash the attack button. And it seems to be completely arbitrary and random, like a coin toss over how much you damage them and how much they damage you. That's beat em ups. I, I disagree. Makes I sense. Disagree 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, okay, let Cass, so, let Cassie talk because Cassie's got the yeah. only op- opposing viewpoint here. Well, Curry Rice also likes them, but yeah, let's lose Curry Rice. Sounds like someone very boring that has bad opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I okay, I will say that there are so many because the arcades were in their prime during like the 80s and 90s and that's when beat-em-ups were in their prime and arcade games especially were uh, um, built around being short uh, easy to understand enough to play through but not easy enough to like masker it basically and um, being like eye-catching like there are a lot of beat-em-ups that are really boring, but really gorgeous to look at, and at least watch long plays of. Um, there, I I think there are a 
lot of really good beat-em-ups and the great ones are the ones that that do add a lot of uh, uh, moves to your repertoire in order to uh, adjust to any situation um, even even stuff like uh, uh, Ninja Warriors again for instance is one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time and uh, each character has like it feels like 20 different moves and they all feel different and that's one of the things I love it's kind of something where it's like it does feel like that where it does feel like you're just punching things and nothing makes sense and all this stuff but then you start to uh, kind of learn your character you kind of learn how the enemy reacts and you start kind of learning how to play with the game on its own terms and try to uh, get as far as possible without, you know, like Craig speaking, basically. And that's, that's, that's my whole defense. Thank you very much. Hey, by the way, Clint, uh, around the time that uh, Cassie brings up uh, Ninja Warriors again, I need you to start playing Daddy Mulk and just play it throughout her defense. I don't know what that is, but okay, it's done. Wait. Wait, you don't know Daddy Monk? You don't I'm know Daddy I don't know anything. Daddy Monk? I am, I am a baby with no knowledge. This is my role, is to be the, the one who gets explained to. I think I want to say that I like beat em up so I'm on the other side of the line from you now. <laughs> Wait, is, is Ninja Warriors again the does that have the triple screen like Ninja Warriors? Uh it does not no. It's a Super Nintendo game though. Oh okay. It's a very okay. good Super Nintendo game. Cause Ninja Warriors that that's the worst game. Has anyone played it recently? That that's really bad. I love the music but it's I I had to play through the whole thing. It's it's awful. <laughs> It's off. Like, I played it, I just played it, again, same day I played Aliens vs. Predator, and it's just, like, you're crotch-walking and, like, shooting dudes in the shins, and, the only, you, like, you have this, the most amazing soundtrack with the most boring fucking game. It's terrible. I, I have mean, to it's, ask. It's not, I don't know if that's terrible as Captain Commando, but... <laughs> I have it's to ask, pretty... is there any beat-em-up with a throw or grab that makes any sense because my only other reference point here is turtles in time and the grab feels really good in that because you can throw the enemy at the screen and you even have to do that to beat certain bosses but i've played so many hours of that game i had it as a kid i have no idea how you actually make the throw happen i actually think you just throw... walk into the enemy like i actually think the throw in this game was fine but it was a little hard to get a hold of enemies uh, in this, but when it worked, it was fine. Cause, See, I thought yeah, it was just... really easy to get a hold of enemies, which is how I was able to almost one-credit this game. Were you on easy? No, I, I was think, on normal. I think okay. I kept... Well, so you didn't cheat wouldn't this affect time, huh? my hit detection. I never cheat. I cheat. Just want to throw that out it... there, I cheat. <laughs> I should have cheated on this game, because it fucking sucks. I mean, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Am I, uh, yeah, I don't know why I had trouble with grabbing, considering that was, it's like the main thing you should do. Um, but it, I just kept like Z fighting with the enemy, just kept looping around each other, trying to fucking play footsie with each other. 
the enemies uh the enemy ai is really bad in this game they're basically like dynasty warriors like enemy ai they'll come up and punch you a couple times and then walk around yeah Uh, i was going to say exactly that that they're they're very much like dynasty warriors ai which to be fair dynasty warriors is pretty much just the true inheritor of beat-em-ups and that they all fucking suck (laughs) i like that i'll go to bat for muso all right all right we can't we can't have another fight children i stick myself up for that (laughs) <laughs> all right all right i want okay i we've gone on gun for like 40 minutes now and i i feel like we need to move on so i i'm just gonna I, say no <laughs> I, I would would like to just say one thing about gun yes um my favorite one of my favorite moments in this game is when you when you start the circus level i know what this is thing, i was gonna yes. mention this the first screen is uh, just like two crakes right outside the entrance to the circus, and you break open one crake, and that's where you find your first gun. It's a rocket launcher. You pick it up. There's one guy. He walks out. You shoot the rocket launcher at him twice, and that's it. Then you move on to the next screen. That it is that's a tremendous all. waste. It's so it's almost comical. It's just yeah. like, hell yeah, you got a goddamn bazooka. Anyway. That bazooka <laughs> is funny, too, because it just poops out a missile. It just, like, yeah, just, it like just flops it. out. <laughs> it just, <laughs> like, <laughs> flops right out onto the ground right in front of you. Like, three feet away. It's it's not. It doesn't propel the grenade at all. It's comical. It is really quite funny. <laughs> also, like, one of the other crates... Okay, in this game, you can find food and, like lean down and eat the food and get help. And I was moving really fast at the beginning of the circus stage, and I opened a crate, and I leaned down and ate something, and from all I could tell from the split second that I saw that thing, it looked like I got to the circus, punched open a crate, there was a painting inside, I ate the painting, I grabbed a bazooka, and I pooped out a missile. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Okay, I, we, we're in the chat talking about something, and you, we can't move on from Gun, because I do want to talk about uh, the beat-em-up is basically the prime example, in my mind, of games that eat credits, that do really unfair things at very specific points, so that you have to keep putting credits in. And about two-thirds of the way through this game, there's a there's a boss named Boots, or if you're playing the arcade version, Blood. And Boots slash Blood is fucking impossible like it, it's so hard. He 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 retaliates very quickly. He ha- very rarely like has any hit stun at all. So you're just slapping on him, and he just hits you in the face and knocks you down. And it's it is the point at the game which I feel like they were like we need to have an obstacle that's going to take at least uh, at least one additional quarter to get through, like or at least one additional credit to get through. So which boss was this? Uh, boots. Uh, I don't remember where Boots is. He's, what did he look like? He looks like I don't know, like Dan from Final Fight. He's, he's got like, he, big boots, and he kicks. He's the guy with the tube coming out of his neck that's on the desk. Oh, like oh okay, yeah, younger Tog- uh, Togudo. He's a yes, big boy. Because, exactly. like, just to, to all the Yu Yu Hakusho fans, you get to this guy, and he just starts, like, f- doing kicks right all across the screen. You know, you can't tell if it's going to hit. 
hit you. You can't tell if you can hurt him. It's like it's definitely a wall that they threw up intentionally, as Clint said. Yes, definitely. And I think that's yes. the biggest uh, problem with this genre. Like, yeah. I don't think it accurately. You don't know. Like, I'm sure eventually you can figure out exactly when you have to do everything, but it requires so much, so much of a financial investment. Like, it's one thing if you're doing after the fact, if you're doing it in MAME or whatever the hell. But if you, me, I grew up playing this shit. I still can't, I, I'm still smarting over the 50, uh, 50 cent price increase on arcade games, right? You know, I'll never like, escape my childhood. I'll never <laughs> will. I'm, I'm, I can just, like, I was, while Clinton and I played, I was like, I was keeping a mental tally of how much money we put in. And actually by the end, I think it was less than the 10 bucks. It probably would have cost me to beat TMNT when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I played TMNT arcade the other day, IRL, because I went to the only arcade in Boston and they had it set up. That game is definitely a better game than this, but it took way too much money and we only got like halfway through it. But I think that of all arcade game genres, you know, they all have this problem where, by design, they need to wring money out of you. You know, that's why they exist. But I think that beat-em-ups are the most transparent about throwing arbitrary walls in front of you to make you pay. Like, it's, like, core to the design of the beat-em-up. Well, yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I, I will say that this game, uh, I haven't played the arcade version, but on the Super Nintendo, this is a prime example of that. Uh, because... A lot of a lot of the enemies, like I said before, their AI is really awful to the point where it's just so easy. And then you'll run up to bosses that will just knock you over immediately because you're so used to like just punching things and having them react. Um, and Books Books is definitely a big example of that because like he does not go down after you punch him a couple times, and that's why he can get tough. Yeah, and I I think that like the biggest okay so in the arcade it makes sense right you need to get those quarters. Um, at the biggest loss from translation into arcade to home, well not the biggest loss, but one of the big obvious ones is that it you can't put quarters into it, and so you start with five credits. And the strategy for somebody like me who's not very good at games is I have to be very cautious early on and really careful with losing my credits or else when I hit that wall, I'm not going to be able to pass it. And the last boss is is like Boots is, is like a level 5 out of 10 and the last boss is about 35. Like completely impossible to, to defeat without taking loads and loads of damage. Like it's so bad. I mean, the being like when I see... The thing that I used to assume uh, back when I was like, oh, no, I don't want to emulate arcade games because I want to trust the ports. Uh, my concept was that the ports gave you the amount of credits that they thought was the the like the standard for the experience they're trying to go for. And like. That's maybe giving them a bit too much credit, um, or too many credits. But but anyway, um, I liked it, that joke, but I didn't want to interrupt you. But now I'm interrupting you to tell you I liked that joke. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it. Uh, but yeah, I thought like I mean I hit the wall where I did at that uh, boots boss, but it like five 
lives, or not five lives, it's not five lives, five credits seems like the a fair amount to me as someone who hasn't beaten it. So, you know, it's grain of salt. Because around that wall is where you should be, like, hitting it and then having to replay and uh, reevaluate the your moveset and the the hit detection and the, the the enemy AI and how to exploit all of those things together so that you can use all that information on the boss when you get back to it. Yeah. And I think it, that is that's... that actually relevant to what you're talking about. I'm not sure. No, I mean, I, I, I think you're right because they have to make the decision. What's, what is the right amount of credits to beat this game? And I think some games do it better than others. I mean, like, and I think some games take that arcade lineage and they play with it. Like, I don't think super, Contra 3 or whatever the Contra game on the Super Nintendo was. Um, I don't think that was an arcade game first. Um, it was. Okay. So it wasn't. So it, but it plays around with that credit structure and that one feels smart. Like there doesn't feel like, it feels like when you hit a wall, you can come back to it and find a new strategy for it. Um, it's not like a damage sponge. It's like you're, you're bad at the game. <laughs> so, and that game had the right amount of credits to be able to learn how to play it without using any credits. Um, I think that you have to change the game, though. If you're if you're trying to eat credits in the arcade, you can't just straight port that over to a home console of any kind and expect that it's going to be balanced for home. Yeah, it's I uh, I'm different in my opinion towards emulating arcade games now because I know that you can like I've actually come to the conclusion you can just limit yourself on how many credits you put in. You don't have to just slam the button over and over uh, because I've seen people do one CC runs of pretty much everything now. Um, but I, uh, that, that mention of Contra does remind me it's a little off topic, but it is related to uh, the amount of credits given to a player that uh, the original Contra pretty much everyone plays it with the Konami code, which gives you 20 lives. But um, what I'm saying is that most people, put the Konami code into Contra because there's, you know, the the stupid, uh, brutal video game aspect of game culture, that, that brutal game fetishism um, where they have to fear everything. And, <clears throat> and if you play through Contra with 20 lives, it's trivial. It's extremely easy. If you play it with three, it's a fundamentally different game because of how you approach it differently. And that is... Just a, a just an easy touch of just raising or lowering a number that completely changes a game that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and I think that there's there are games that that works for, and I just don't feel like this is one of them. And a lot of arcade games piss me off in the same way. But I think yeah. you have to enjoy engaging with the uh, the 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 gameplay itself enough to warrant the retry. Yeah. Yes. Uh... I I uh, I do want to add before like to my kind of whole monologue about how I love uh, beat 'em ups. I will say that they do have a I wouldn't say fully deserved rep, but it is a deserved rep because, like I said, you kind of have to learn it on on their own terms. So you kind of, for me. I didn't really start enjoying them until I started playing either um, ones either at at home or uh, when uh, 
our family had a restaurant and we had a couple arcade games there. So I was able to like practice and learn on one. So it was really cool. But at the same time, it's like, it's those walls are always there and you kind of always have to learn how to become by spending time with them. And sometimes that means spending a lot of quarters, unfortunately. And I I understand that's like bad game design, but it's also like it's 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 an imperfect genre that I love, I think. Like once once you get around to it, uh uh yeah. The idea of the video game as uh as the Dom as the top is a fascinating thing. But I mean uh I I actually do agree that it is an Hi, interesting Tom. idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do i do like the i like i do like the idea of the game as obstacle as uh as the one who leads in that it is uh it is a little it actually like it's once again giving this game way too much credit but it it, it does remind me in a sense of a recent game that was released which was called getting over it with bennett foddy which in in which uh, at one point Fadi discusses the the concept of game as obstacle and how that um, the more a game is designed, the more it loses a sense of a type of essence that it has. It's a it, it's kind of a thing you kind of have to listen to him say because I can't recall it off the top of my head, but it's a it's a very interesting it's a very interesting point. But imagine how bad getting over it would be if you had to put in a quarter every time you fell off a mountain. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, uh, but regarding uh, the point you made, I actually disagree with your uh, Contra point in that I don't really think the Konami Code makes uh, uh, Contra a fundamentally different game. I, I, I just think it, it makes it easier to practice uh, difficult sections. For the people who are not naturally good at Contra. I think that that's when you have the intention to do it with three lives, right? But if you do it with, if your intention is never to do it with three lives, 30 lives is just so you can walk through. Yeah, that's the thing is that with the 30 lives, I beat it on my first try in like eight minutes um, or something. And eight or 20 or I don't know, whatever. But it it's, becomes a very short game, a, uh, a game that you are just kind of like, oh, well, it's over. And we're, with three, you have to keep practicing as you slowly push that wall forward. And I would say that, like, I, I want to be real clear. I'm not against, like, easy modes in games, and I don't think any of us are. Um, like Konami your... Code is tourism. <laughs> tourism is great. <laughs> uh, I agree. Actually, yeah, I, I generally prefer games to be touristy more than uh, obstacles. But uh, I think maybe I would make the arguments that... Uh, uh, framing entertainment as an obstacle to be conquered has some iffy subtext that I'm I don't like. Whatever, uh, so Chopper, get on my level. <laughs> I mean, I, I I hate to face that, but that's actually a fair point about uh, about types of elitism and classism, maybe. Well, and I think, too, that, like, okay, so Getting Over It is a great example of a game that wants to challenge you. Explicitly mentions being a challenging piece of media in the same way that something like Moby Dick would be. Um, like, maybe Moby not Dick. Moby Dick. No, Moby Dick is not a challenging piece of media. Okay. Get I've, on my level. I've never... <laughs> I'm so mad. One credit. 
one credit completion, Moby Dick. Fake gamer girls talking about Moby Dick credit. like they know anything about whaling. <laughs> Fucking Clint's all up here with his hair and his podcast talking shit about Moby Dick. I've never I, Moby I, Dick talking or shit. the game. I'm saying it's challenging. Challenge is good, right? God. <laughs> no, Moby challenge. Dick challenge everything. Challenge. I think, okay, so with regards Fuck. to uh, um, making media or literature or whatever you want to word it as uh, difficult to consume, it, I think the key, at least with games, is that there's a difference between when you put in a wall and say, fuck you, get better at video games, then come back, and when you put up walls, but also the game extends the hand to teach the player or lead the player through the steps to learning how to overcome that. Right. And I think and that a beat that's... Em up is not that. Yeah, and I think that we're having this discussion and Captain Commando is just like, fuck you, put in another quarter, you piece of shit. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. Um, yes, uh, what I was referring to before... Ex- I'm, not, I'm not great at explaining myself, but it's like... They're not great games but i do love having to learn them and like i do love at least having the opportunity with craig vegan and stuff like playing through them uh i don't think if i had to play through them like just through arcades all the time and spend ten dollars uh 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 a playthrough uh I don't think I would like him as much, but uh, like using save stakes on MAME and um, and just playing through to even just like look through the uh, the game's uh, kind of gorgeous graphics because a lot of them are so extravagant. Uh, I mean, extravagant uh, is is a lot of fun to me. I I will admit though, it's it's. There's a lot of trash out there, and Captain Commando isn't even, like, for the Super Nintendo, it isn't even a good game to look at. I got a concept for y'all. Uh, since we were talking about how the uh, the means of consuming beat-em-ups has become much easier now with emulation and uh, credit buttons and save states and the like. Kitty, get down. Um, <laughs> that... Uh, what if that was incorporated into beat em uh, beat em up revival? So consider this: a beat em up, standard beat em up, like the old time, not like a River City Ransom type, with time control me- mechanics, like uh, like uh, uh, blinks the time sweeper or the like. I mean, we could use the the very you know we could use braid. If we want to talk about time control, <laughs> we never want to talk about that. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about parade. We don't want to talk about John Blow. Um, yeah, that would be interesting because again, I'm all about accessibility. I'm personally the kind of person who's like, yeah, if you want to use save states, fucking great. Like I beat Gargoyles Quest Two on my Game Boy Advance. I had a I had a flash cart and an emulator for the NES, and what it had was a a, a rewind button, and you could rewind up to thirty seconds. And I beat that game with rewind, and I don't feel bad about that at all because otherwise I would have never seen anything in that game. Um, so I think it's a, it would be really cool if if more games did have um, accessibility concessions um, 
maybe uh, concessions isn't even the right word, just options. Like that would be cool. Um, and, and I like, think there's a place for, for games that don't do that and say, you have to actually engage with this on my terms as the designer. Um, but it, it's, I, I do like the idea of accessibility in games. So, um, Go ahead, Stan. I'm going to give you the mic, Stan, and or, or Bachelor, and then I'm going to move on to Vanity because yeah. it has been like an hour. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was spamming push to talk. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, no. Like the thing is, like, like I'm playing Yakuza Kiwami or whatever the hell it is right now, right? And every time, what a shitty play. game. Any any time I'm you sorry, that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't trash talk my taste in games, baby. Okay, so um, <laughs> you trash talk mine. <laughs> It's okay. It's cute when I do it, but okay. So every time I have a fight <laughs> okay, okay, that lasts okay. more than ten seconds, like I get irritated. Like I don't. I'm not playing this game to be challenged because it doesn't really work. Like you play a game on hard mode, it's a fucking nightmare. I just want to walk around, talk to people, and you know, go eat sushi and get drunk at the bar, and then do, go do karaoke. I want to do some tourism, but if like I'm playing, like you know, like I own an arcade cabinet. I care about arcade games. They're my favorite games. Like. This is my shit. And there's like something that just, I think it says a lot that so many beat em ups, um, they're licensed. They're, they're, they're dragon kids. They're there to like, to, you want to like see what the next level is. You want to go to the clown museum and the ninja house. And it's more about just like, you know, you want to see the rest of this ride. You got to pay this, this, and this. And like, it's very different from other games. Like, it's not just, I think it's doing the 80s and 90s arcade scene a great disservice to say, like, they were all about credit feeding. Because they were not. You had games from this era that were actually, you know, they were designed to be one credit clear. You can do that without, like, consulting a fucking uh, notebook filled with, you know, how to clear this and how to clear that at Taito Hey, Like, you, you can just, you know, you can learn the game on your own to a great degree. Like, if you go play Raiden, I'm sure you can. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go play Ryan Fighter's Jet, but I'm like, you know, I'm getting out of hand here. <laughs> I do like you calling it Raiden Raiden. Raiden Raiden. Yeah, I'm riding this Raiden. Yeah. Okay, it, 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 it's Raiden. It's uh, Ryu. It's what's the other one? They're, they're always going to be Hadouken. Undertale. Mario. 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 It's Mario. That's, That's what it was. And it's not. And if anyone for the rest of this episode calls it a SNES, I'm leaving. That's not what we called it back in the day. So That's what else do we have to shit. say about this SNES game? I have one very quick thing. Um, you start out in a level that is in a city, right? And uh, <laughs> he's gone. He left. Oh no! Oh my god! He actually left. Oh, That's just disconnected. <laughs> oh god! Oh no! No, no, it's okay. He 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 left to go play it in the arcade. Oh, he's back. <laughs> okay, I'm not sorry. You start this game in a city level, okay? And it's very much like the way Turtles in Time starts. And just as in Turtles in Time, this city has open manholes and enemies can jump out of them. But when you walk over the manhole, you don't fall in. You just walk over it, which to me is unforgivable. It's a mystery nuts. Yeah, in Ninja Turtles, if you go over a manhole, you fall in, you get a fun little dialogue box that pops up that says, this cave is creepy, and then you hop out again, you lose some health. That's cute. That should have been the main feature of the beat-em-up genre. <laughs> like, it, the genre should have evolved to be all about avoiding manholes, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, 
the thing that uh, actually was my take on the manhole, uh, I wasn't bothered so much that you couldn't fall in, though I do I do completely agree on that, uh, is that I wanted to pick up the manhole cover and use it as a weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was the same way. I wanted to fall in, and I then wanted to pick up the manhole cover. Ninja there's Turtles that, has ruined us. There's that one that's uh, currently slated to be released sometime this year that's all about parrying to build up a combo meter until you can release a counterattack. That sounds good. And on that note, let's <laughs> let's move on to our next topic, uh, which is... No! We're going. We have yes, to move yes, on. Please. Uh, we're never oh, going to talk about the no. Salaryman game. Don't, don't you want to talk about how good it would be if these games just all became tourist no. games where you can do a bunch of weird shit and see a bunch of weird shit rather than some sort of obstacle course? Because they don't work Ooh. as obstacle courses. They're all tourist actually, games now. Uh, I totally agree, though. That I would agree. be great, though. I could, well, I mean, they are because you can put in as many credits as you want. And so that, on that note, and you can put in PAL cheat code, or not PAL, PAR cheat codes to get infinite credits on the Super Nintendo version. But we're moving on to Vanity, for Christ's sake. <laughs> This game's oddly the music is vanity over. Let's move on to mystery. <laughs> Ugly the, game. The, the port it, is no, remarkably no, ugly. No, there is one good part in the port that isn't in the arcade version, and that's when you go to the museum and you like you know, you fall down through the floor and you go through a cave and you see all these cavemen, and they're squatting, and then right next to them is a big piece of cartoon meat and it says exit. <laughs> I, I like the part where I walk into the museum and immediately all of the glass explodes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, this uh, yeah, game's for ugly. for no reason. It explodes for no reason. Um, yeah, this game's ugly. It has bad music. In the first level, there's a store that you walk by that's selling 3D TVs. So it did predict the future in that regard, at least. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was cool. I took a screenshot of that, and then I moved on with my life and forgot about it. So, yeah. No, I mean, this game's not terrible, but it's, fi it's fine. The arcade version is much poppier. It, but a lot of pop color, popping colors is beautiful. Um, other than that, I don't have much to say. The music is fucking god-awful. Even in the arcade version, the last boss, or the final boss has the worst shit I have ever heard. It sounds like an error. It's just a bunch of notes being played with one single instrument. It's a fucking nightmare. And, and Bachelor, you missed that because your audio broke? I did not miss that. I wish my audio had broken. I don't even remember what it sounded like in the Super Nintendo version because that song erased all of my memories. And well, I'm a baby. Maybe that was an emulator issue because it did sound like it was like, what? What's going on here? And then it just cut out completely. I had no sound for the rest of the game. So maybe... Maybe that wasn't like the Resident Evil director's cut shit. When you fight, this uh, screenshot from Bachelor makes me recognize that when you're fighting Organos in the sewers, um, it really does look like you're wading through shit surrounded by a miasma of shit, so that's good. It's not pronounced miasma, it's pronounced Mario. <laughs> Mm, it's pronounced Mario. I'm I'm quitting the podcast. Rihanna. Rihanna. And who could forget infamous space bounty hunter Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Seamus O'Reilly. <laughs> oh god. Seamus Irene. Um okay. So do we genuinely do... want to spend four minutes on Vanity? Because I am fine with that. Well, this I... game does have clowns. 
It's got a baby in a mech. One, one thing about it is like we were talking. Like, does, does this predate Cadillacs and dinosaurs? I don't know. This has a very like in some ways has like a real Western sensibility. Like you are going through all these kind of like fifties, sixties pulp, you know, cheapy uh, locations. Like you're going under the sea and you're going through tubes. It, it doesn't look like. It doesn't look anime. That is very true. It, this feels like a, a Saturday morning cartoon that I would have watched when I was, like, nine. Yeah, yeah this, this is a G.I. Joe type thing. Predates hey, uh, Adelats and Dinosaurs by uh, two years. You fucker, I was just about to say. <laughs> this is, this is. I thought we had already had, like, a contentious uh, podcast, but this is way more contentious than any podcast we've ever had. <laughs> Um, yes. There's a guy who sits at a desk and he, like, spreads his legs and shows his crotch to you. That's fun. And then he zooms down. His chair's an elevator. So that's fucking amazing. What, what is a greater power move than a boss introducing itself with manspreading? Yeah. <laughs> like, above his desk. He's, and like, squatting on his chair above his desk, manspreading. Without, without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, shirtless and just, like, look at so it. He's the- He's so just he's like, the Alex it? Jones of uh, of boss fights. Oh god, yeah. Oh, he's got the god, meat sweats. He's, he's got even, the meat sweats. He's even bright red. I can imagine Alex Jones busting out some surprisingly powerful front kicks. I think my <laughs> I, I I'm I don't know why I heard that and it just didn't fucking register in my head. That's incredible. Shit. He's a beat 'em up boss. Fuck. Okay, the aquarium level is the coolest. Bachelor just posted a screenshot where in the background of the aquarium level, you walk by a giant operating room table with an orca on it that's strapped in with metal-like shackles, and it's got all these wires and tubes attached to it. That is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, what the fuck? They're they're giving it an ultrasound or some shit? Like, what's (laughs) going on there? It's a... How orca get pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, Wait, no. This, I, this... I this game was trying to warn us about the uh, terrible crimes that water the uh, Sea World was committing decades before Blackfish. Well, there's it, that, and there's also the fact that the whole sea will sexually harass you if you put a toe in it. The crimes they were committing was that all the water was turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> this is like. This is a game that, for the longest time, I thought was going to be like a really fun game. Like you, ha- you had Baby Hoover, right? It looked like it was going to be a wacky, you know, hip hop mummy or whatever the fuck. And like, it doesn't deliver. Like you have these these locations, and they they look okay, but there's just there's no spark to it aside from. Um, the orca getting an ultrasound or whatever the hell's going on there. Yeah, I agree. Um, the enemies have funny names. For some reason, one of them is called Wookie. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, that one's the, weird. The the most calming enemy is just Wookie, and he just appears throughout every stage. I love him. The one oh. that's a chud that crawls out of the sewers. Wait, are, are we doing yeah. this here? Are we doing names here or in oh, poetry? Yeah, let's save that for poetry. But, but, but there point. is there, there is one enemy that's really good that. that like it's what a xenomorph cosplayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his name is Z, and it looks vaguely like a xenomorph, but it's a very obviously a costume, and it's like so a strange. Guy in a costume, like you can see his face poking out, and it's just like a poorly fitting like xenomorph costume. It's great. 
Also, every every lady in this game, like whoever worked on this, definitely watched Pumping Iron Two: The Women in Advance because they got some fucking guns. Like everyone is swole as hell. They are way, way bigger than all, all these wimpy uh, Wookies. Poor Wookie, always getting owned. Um, what else we got for for? Van- well, let me see what I wrote for down for Vanity. Uh, uh, I've got one while you're looking. Uh, I love that the circus level goes completely off the rails. I mean, right from the start, you know, we talked about you eat a painting and you get a fucking bazooka that poops. But after that, you go into an arena in the circus and you like fight guys in front of a giant audience. And then when you get out of the arena, you immediately like jump into a hole and no, wait, no, you walk through a door and you end up in a room full of vats with brains floating in them. And then suddenly you're in a lab and you fight a giant monster who's being uh, led on by a a scientist. Like, what? What happened to the circus? I'm very glad that you brought up the scientist because that was a thought of mine. The the scientist is just, like, if you look at his face, that's the professor from Cyborg 009. I don't know what that means, but in the arcade version, the monster is, I think... Hagar from fan, uh, Final Fight, and he and he gets turned into a monster. I didn't get a screenshot because Wait, I don't really? know how to screenshot that. But I, yeah, I know at one point you picked up a like a bust that was a Hagar bust. Like I think it gave you points. Yeah, it did. It gave me points. Yeah, no, it's definitely Hagar because Hagar is the beefy guy in in the white shirt with the green pants. Yeah, um, it was Hagar in that tank, and then uh-huh. he gets turned into a monster. So there you go. There's a little final fight reference, I guess. Dark timeline. Darkest timeline. <laughs> no, no, there's that, darker. That, that's that's the professor right there. It looks just like the guy who has the big monster. Who? Keep up. Um. Okay. Clint posted the picture of um the 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 scientist with the huge Hulk monster. The scientist's head is identical to the professor from Cyborg 009. Dr. Gilmore. I just Googled him, and I'm going to post a picture. He looks like, uh, well, I don't even know. He has a huge nose. I like that the URL I posted almost makes it look like the title of the anime it's from is Dr. Gilmore versus Devil Man. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive to Netflix. Love that. Love Dr. Gilmore. Love Gilmore Girls vs. Devilman, my favorite Netflix original. Are there any Devilman beat-em-ups? Because since the genre is mostly tourism of, uh, of senses, that one would make sense. There's an NES Devilman game, but I don't know much about it. It's gotta, be it's, it's gotta be a terrible like RPG or action RPG, right? I, I think it's an action game, but it's I can probably guess it's terrible. There's there's a PlayStation One game that's really bad from what I've seen. Uh when you lose this game, uh or beat it, I guess. No, I think when you lose, you get a portrait of your character, and I only saw the baby mech one, but it's great. Uh you see the uh baby you know at the top of the mech you see him giving you a little baby thumbs up and then the mech is giving a giant thumbs up with its big mech hand which is pretty great i can't believe the game uh like fuck what's the word anyway the game predicted uh death stranding 
<laughs> um, you did. No, it, you know what's really sad is those um, portraits are just the portraits you see at the beginning of the game. I also thought that you got a special portrait at the end, but you don't. It's the same. Does Mac the Knife give a knife up? I'm looking. Mac the Knife, he, he just sort of brandishes his knife and, and looks really much more like a mummy than, than he does in-game. Um, okay. Hey, the Godzilla anime is on Netflix. Okay, we are moving um, on. <laughs> I, anyone watch that? I mean, oh my god. I'm not normally into anime, but it's Godzilla, also on Netflix so I will. is bright. We, we talk about Bright. I Let's not want... talk about Bright. <laughs> we have to move on. We can't. Okay, we gotta go. Okay, we gotta go. We've we, Vanity, the game, it looks and sounds only okay at best. Moving on. Let's talk I about... I do want to fuck. say one last thing. One okay, last go ahead, thing. go ahead. Just one last thing. I like that the pause sound effect is uh, like the scientist laughing or something. Oh yeah, it is. I I liked that 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 in the um, in the arcade version, I could hit uh the the credit button a thousand times, and it would say commando, commando, c c c commando. I could remix the music. That was nice. <laughs> because I have infinite quarters. I whenever I play an arcade game in an emulator, I always hit that credit up button like at least seven hundred times because I just love the feeling of having all of the quarters in the world and just being able to dump them in there. I want to see how many, uh, how high that number goes. <laughs> if you lose that's around... A, that's a lower class experience. Yeah. <laughs> if you lose a round on uh, Fightcade and you don't mash insert credit, you should not be on Fightcade. Just letting you know if you ever glog on there again, decide you want to get your butt kicked at like Karnov's Revenge or some shit. I'll do it. Add me. My name's Baby Oil. Baby oil. I'm virtual. Client. I'm gonna go up against you one on one, and I'm gonna use so many credits you can't stop me. <laughs> I've got fundamentals. You can punch me as much as you want. I will never die because I have fake money. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's. This Godzilla can... looks like it was made of computers. Fuck. <laughs> um, we, we, people in the chat are wanting to talk about Captain Commando and Marvel versus Capcom. Why don't we? Let's just—we're going to move on to mystery just to move on, but we'll still talk about that because what is structure? This is a post-structuralist podcast. Um, all right, so let's move on to our next category, which is mystery. <laughs> And what did I write about mystery? I have a lot of questions. I said I have a lot of questions about this game, but I uh, I really don't. I feel like it's solved. But what do we have for mystery? I... Okay. There is one stage where you get on a surfboard and you, you ride the water, right? And there are items on surfboards. Now, I know there are a lot of items spread out throughout beat-em-up games, but the... Low amount of items you can pick up throughout this game itself make them appear really weird to me. Like, why is there a surfboard with a saxophone on it? Why is there a surfboard <laughs> lately on it? I don't know. I we know why there's one with a gun on it though, right? That whole. I that mean, whole... there should be guns on all surfboards. We can agree. Oh yes, absolutely. I like Please. how in the Ninja House stage, uh, there's a shuriken pickup, and when you pick it up, it just gives you points. Oh, but it, it works in the Super Nintendo version. You can actually throw them, but in no, the arcade in... version, you can't. I'm no the Super Nintendo version. You can't throw them. That's what I'm talking about. I threw them. I played the arcade. 
I never threw them. How the hell I guess, are able. I, I guess I died in that stage, and then I switched to the ninja, because I thought maybe the best weapon against ninjas was a ninja, and that's not true, because the ninja blows. Um, but yeah, I could throw them. Maybe only the ninja can throw the, the shurikens. Only the ninja has... What? I threw you know, them. I'd believe it. I was I was playing as the ninja, and I threw them. So only ninjas can throw ninja stars. We've solved the mystery. This is and the most only successful can... ninja... Uh, most successful mystery segment in the history of the podcast. It is. This is the quickest we've solved a mystery. I, I, I want to believe that Captain Commando is the only character that can play the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was with the saxophones? Also, hands up if you uh, first time through that surfing segment ran into every billboard like me. Hands oh, up, yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I ran into all of them. I destroyed half of them while running into them. <laughs> because the hitboxes are fucking bullshit. Why are there billboards in the ocean? Wait, did the arcade That's the future of advertisement, saxophones? baby. Wait, what'd you say, Bachelor? Did the arcade version have saxophones? I, I don't remember seeing a single sax. I only saw the saxophone in the arcade version, so I thought oh, it was arcade-specific. Oh, no, I I did see one in that level, in that Waga level, just sitting there on that surfboard. See, I didn't notice because I was too busy playing. <laughs> I wasn't running into billboards like someone. Hey, I broke all those billboards when we were playing together. Look. <laughs> I think Dr. Gilmore s slowly sends the saxophone towards you in order to distract you with the prospect of smooth jazz. <laughs> that, would, that distracted me a lot. It Like, I chased down that saxophone to pick it up, and then nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, so it worked. Um, <laughs> my Okay, yeah, we already talked about the evil lair of science right after the circus, so that was one of mine. Um, the orca in the lab got that, yep. Uh, oh, the very, okay, so you go to another planet, I forget the name of it, like, right at the end, and the very first right. enemies you encounter are, uh, cavemen, which I thought was weird. Just a weird decision. The truth is out there. And the yeah. truth is cavemen. I want to talk about the last level, which is on, like, a space base, and I was actually impressed with the look of that last level. It looked very cool. It was like, you're... You're in a space uh, station, and in the background, there's a lot of, like, fancy people having dinner parties. Like, there's just a lot of tables with, like, people in suits eating dinner while you're fighting all these guys. And then you go further, and you get into, like, a bunch of... You're in front of a bunch of diner booths, and there's, like, a giant dude with tons of tubes going into him. And he's sitting there, and there's a bunch of women dining with him. And then you keep going, and you see a great big, like, painting or poster or something of a, a 70s cult leader type guy with, like, a big beard, big white beard and a bald head, I think. Uh, this whole level is, like, Holy Mountain style, just, like, very 70s psychedelic, like, uh, futurism. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, no it was weird. And it was completely out of the blue, because you're literally walking on a cratered surface, and then suddenly there's a bunch of people uh, in the background having a nice dinner. I was but, like, what it, the fuck? Is that sort of like a, a beat em up thing? Like, because how many, like, I, I think of Final Fight, just, you know, you start off on the street and then, you know, it ends with you throwing a dude in a wheelchair out a window in his palatial penthouse or whatever, right? And this is kind of like mirroring that or mimicking it, whatever. And the street of, Streets of Rage have that? Like, or I've never seen Streets of Fire. Does Streets of Fire end in a penthouse? 
Nobody knows. Nobody played that game. Uh, nobody Streets of Fire ends and with a look. People call it a sledgehammer fight, but I'm here to be a shrug and say <laughs> it is not a sledgehammer fight. It is, I believe, a form of drilling hammer. Anyway, really big hammer fight under an underpass on the streets. Okay, so there you go. But I think I do think that there's something there to say that you're essentially moving from the streets into a fancy place. You know, it's 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 Beverly Hills Cop where you find out that the shit that's happening on the streets is like goes all the way up to the top kind of stuff. Like I feel like that's it, does that happen in Beverly Hills Cop? I may be imagining things, but you know, stuff like that. Um, there's a bit of classist like you know uh, discussion to be had there, I suppose. Nope, I don't want to have any of that either. Uh, this is a revolutionary socialist video game. Yeah, it was a socialist video game, and Captain Commando is the hero of the proletariat. Yeah, no, he's a fucking cop. He's a cop, yeah! And I want to talk about this, because he has two things that make him a mega cop. He has the captain goggles, which help him identify a criminal's face at a distance of two kilometers by comparing with a database. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow, I can imagine there's some kind of phrenology going on there where he judges oh. the spell shape of oh, uh, no. to determine their criminal tendencies. Yeah, fuck, fuck Copton Commando. More like Copton Commando. Um, <laughs> the other thing he has, and I need to talk about this because it's really important to me, he, his armor is made of something called Captanium. It's a super tough material. It stands <laughs> up to trillion degree heat. Now, I looked up what is the highest temperature in the universe. So <laughs> the. Uh, oh, my God. The, the core of the sun is not a trillion degrees. The highest recorded temperature on Earth was four trillion degrees Celsius, which was uh, in a uh, part of the Large Hadron Collider, I believe. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Seven point two trillion degrees Fahrenheit. So wait, there's this two fucking measurements anyway. Yeah, it's CERN. So the only way to kill Captain Commando is to sh throw him into the Hadron Collider. Yeah. Like, is he either throw him into the Hadron Collider or put him at the very beginning of the universe, second, a split second after the Big or, Bang. Or just get hit a few times by a Wookiee. Exactly. <laughs> like, In order to create a pie, first you must kill Captain Commando. <laughs> we have got to stop militarizing the police. <laughs> exactly. We have this amazing technology, and what do we use it for? So a guy can beat Babies up people on the street. That's why we yes, use it. Thank you. <laughs> And what are we doing with it? We're giving guns to babies. <laughs> guns and mechs. I want to know. The baby built that mech. How? Babies can't manipulate objects. Well, he's the son of President Hoover. And he, if, if you know, I hear uh, Connects is, is pretty cool. You could probably start with that. Oh, wait, who did we just lose? Shit. Shrug. Shrug. Where did Shrug go? I think you offended him with your baby talk. Damn it. Whatever. Is this the genre that's the most cop genre? Yes. Uh, I don't There's know. There's certainly a lot of cops in it because they really like to uh, put in urban settings and talk about gang violence because, you know, mm. truly. Wait, did any of the Death Wish me. movies end in a, a big fight? In a blimp fight? A what fight? Penthouse. Oh, I don't think so. I don't. Th I, I don't think they ever like you know get to the top. I think it's it's always on the streets. 
I know Death Wish 2, I think it, it does it end in a mental asylum? Three, I should remember, but I don't. Which one? How many death beat em ups are there? There's a lot. Wait, what were you going to say, Cassie? Which one ends? Oh, I was just going to ask what's Death Wish movie ends like with you in space facing a giant man? I think that's uh, Death Wish. I can Wish answer X. that, and that is uh, one of the more recent Dragon Ball Z movies. <laughs> Death Wish 7 Death Camp. I mean, Space Camp, fuck. <laughs> space Camp, Death Camp, what's the difference? Yeah, I went to Space Camp and I died. I wish I'd gone to Space Camp. We all do. Uh, did you guys ever play Mutation Nation for the Neo Geo? No. So I was at PAX East last year, and they had this whole setup where you could play different uh, games, like games for old consoles. It was really cool. But uh, they had a Neo Geo setup, and it had, like, all these different games on it. And I played Mutation Nation. It's a beat-em-up. It is the weirdest beat-em-up that I have ever seen. I mean, like, all the enemies are, like, surreal, like, crustacean people. Like, they're all, like, crazy mutated people. And uh, it is just... It's like playing the Codex Seraphinianus if it was a beat-em-up. Like, it is wild stuff. That sounds pretty amazing. Maybe we should do that. I've, I have realized multiple times that maybe maybe I shouldn't have picked the Super Nintendo for this podcast. I would I should have picked the Neo Geo. Smaller library, better games. Weirder it's, games. It's not too late to transition into the 3DO erotica podcast Tulpa Shrug and I started. 3DO Look, face? If we change consoles... It'll never be Chuck Rock. <laughs> That's not true. Chuck Rock was on other consoles. Come on. Oh, well. So, are we just exploring Amiga games now? Uh, we're, no. We're doing, we're going to, I'm going to bite uh, Sakarina's style and we're going to do Wonderswan games. Anything's better than Amiga. Amiga is like the beat-em-ups of like computers. Let's do the... No, the Commodore 64 a, is... That is an interesting take. No, no, no. The, the, the Commodore 64 has got to have something good on it. What's the Amiga got? What, you're going to play a bunch uh, of Euro schmucks and fucking, like, Shadow of the Beast? Psygnosis? Yeah. No, it's not, like, superior ports of DOS games. There's, like, two good Amiga games. Trodlers is on the Amiga. To... Oh. That's, that's a good important. game. <laughs> If we switch over to the Neo Geo Pocket, then we can uh, actually finish up this podcast and get on with our lives. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah. What's the next category? Shrug is back. Um, is it Salary Man Corner yet? How terrible do I sound? It's, it's, okay, cool. You sound quite muffled. Yeah, it's kind of too. Sounds like you might be in a baby Mac. Um, my computer crashed and is currently doing things so i had to switch to my phone it's good enough as far as i'm concerned as long as we can hear your voice it sounds much more intimate it yeah. sounds much more hello outdated hello where are you calling from <laughs> welcome to the show what do you have to share with us i think shrug is calling from the salary man corner perhaps yes let's move on to that salary man corner That is the next uh, topic, and let me let me see what I wrote down. So we, we I, I 
compiled all of the sports games because I didn't want to play those on the main cast, and uh, I, I didn't ask anybody because I'm a dick, but uh, here we are. And so the first game that we played in our new sports topic on Salaryman Corner was uh, Captain Tsubasa 5, and then a bunch of words, and I've forgotten them. Um, but the real... So Captain Tsubasa is a, is a soccer anime, um, and they made, uh, obviously, five games for the Super Nintendo. No more than five. But... I also included with this a hack that was in there, a ROM hack called Boys Soccer 5, which is not a translation, but it does change all of the Japanese to English, air quotes. Um, and it is it is amazing. It is really bizarre. So uh, let's talk about Boys Soccer. I mean, Actually, changing... I, I believe the Boys Soccer 5 translation is... Is they took Panese game and fan translated it into Portuguese, and then someone machine translated to England. I I don't know though because there's a lot of changes. There's enough changes that I, I I wonder if it wasn't just completely made up from scratch. I mean, yeah, it, it might have been. I think the Portuguese version might have been completely made up from scratch. I think the Portuguese version is probably based on uh, whatever the uh, d dub of Captain Tsubasa was in uh, Brazil or Portugal or whatever. Mm. My favorite thing about boys' soccer is the strong ecological message. Like when Jack Tenrack tells the poacher, hey, you, get away from that dinosaur, and then the dinosaur breaks loose and is hostile, and you know that the only reason the dinosaur is hostile is because it's been abused by the poacher. That really sends, uh, teaches kids a lesson. We're not talking about Turok Dinosaur Hunter on this cast, I'm sorry to say. Uh, we have to just, I do want to highlight that you made a terrible mistake by putting the sports games into uh, Salaryman Corner because this game was way fucking better than Captain Commando. Yeah, it was. Remove sports from Salary Man Corner. We gotta start talking about sports. What? We, imagine if we get another beat em up. I would much rather talk about Madden and like I don't know. See my 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 Final only reason. Guy. My only reason moving it to the um to Salary Man because there's five Madden games and I don't really want to talk about five Madden games. <laughs> but so far we haven't had any. What I really want to do is talk about five Madden games. Uh, for five minutes at a time. I think that's ideal. But, uh, you know, I'll hold a vote later and maybe I'll move them back out. Um, so uh, just to be really clear on this game, it's a soccer game, but it's also an anime show and it's also an RPG. So you have like really long cutscenes in between every match and every match. Uh, it, it's this mix between real time and almost turn based. So instead of having to react to something every time, like, let's say you get too close to uh, an opposing player, it stops the game and gives you options about what you want to do. And you can stop the game at any time as well and say, I want to pass, I want to kick, I want to do my special move. Um, it is it's really the second bizarre. Best real time, it's the second best real-time with pause game to ever be made. What's the best? Uh, Transistor. Transistor oh, I thought you were going to say Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> No, I, I'm not trolling the podcast. That's that's more your thing. So that's but but the one that we played had this bizarre English pseudo translation that I'm pretty sure wasn't true because all the characters were named things like Robert and Laura um, or whatever. So that was sort of odd. Um, but I Joan think, made me grow. 
Yeah, Joan made me grow. I wanted to. Can somebody just? We, was, we had this idea of just reading off the entire intro. Can does somebody have that? Can we read that? I don't know if we have the full thing, but uh, we do have bits and pieces, and that's basically the same thing. It is because it none of it makes any fucking sense. There is a line that sa- somebody says, "Joan made me grow." Is it what an odd thing to say? <laughs> what? Everyone here. Raise your hand if Jones made you grow. Yeah, well, that's the sort of thing you do on a podcast. You raise hands. So, yeah, it yep, it makes sense in this audio format. I mentioned this I mean, earlier, but I think one of my favorite parts of the narration is where someone, uh, I suppose, gets knocked away during a soccer match and flies through the air, and they describe it as, "Oh, Robert flipped out." And I love that they've completely misunderstood the concept of flipping out. One of the special uh, attacks you can do in this game when you get close enough to a goal to shoot is, uh, I think it's called an eagle dive kick or something, and it summons an eagle. Oh, what? That one. That was It's like falcon kick or something, I think. Yeah, that's very sports manga. Sports manga is maybe the best kind of manga. (laughs) <laughs> probably it, it's definitely up there you have that and you have like you know romance like they're, they're all romance they're all pretty gay sports manga romance uh sports romance manga is definitely the best kind does it summon an eagle or was the eagle inside of you all along uh well you catch the ball high enough that an eagle punts it back down into the goal oh my god could you have also shot an eagle out of yourself slightly off camera yes (laughs) um i want to add on to the fact that it says oh robert flipped out this is a foul (laughs) i really like the addition to that oh yes i i screenshotted it wrong so i missed this is a foul um another like soon after that is uh, the transitional part, which is another of my favorites, which is this goal gave the victory. His time has gone as a player. The time passed by and he lost quality. <laughs> and then I think that shortly followed up with, now Robert doesn't play well. Robert, why you play so bad? Yeah, it's a shot of his coach talking to him. He's like, Robert, why you play so bad? In conclusion, the soccer is art. So this game, I could not figure out how to play this game. It is baffling. It's like uh, you see a soccer match and you control one player and it's like turn-based and you have to press like a bunch of buttons in order to do anything when the game pauses and waits for you. I couldn't figure it out. See, I liked that because what it did was it was it was giving you sort of a contextual menu and each direction on the D-pad was different options. So if you held up it would be pass or whatever, and you would hit the button to confirm that. But if you held right, it would be like special, and then you'd get four further options which you could choose by pressing the button. If anything, weirdly, it reminded me of a PC game called Gate 88, um, which was really, it was an RTS, doesn't matter, but it was designed to showcase a way of uh, doing complex menus using controllers. So you would hit like up for this sub menu and then left for this other sub menu and then right to confirm and you know all of them would be different you played it by muscle memory this feels like that but since it it's paused you don't have to play it by muscle memory but i think after a while you would get there so it's kind of interesting yeah so so 
Gate 88, I guess, is a little bit like the classic PC strategy game, Sacrifice. We have a user on the forums named Gate88. I didn't know that was a reference to something. Yeah, it's it's actually one of my favorite games. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. It's it's a beautiful game. I really like it. Um, it was designed by, oh god, I can't remember her name. She also did sound shapes, if I remember correctly. So, uh, very very storied developer in a way. But yeah, Gate88 is really really cool. Um, Hans Zimmer. It was Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmerman. Hans Zimberly. James Cameron. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, so I really liked the, I honestly really liked the menus in this game. I just didn't know what the options did and I didn't feel like figuring it out. Um, and I just sucked. Like that was the other thing that was confusing me. Every time the opponent got a goal, it was game over. It was like I had to play out a certain story. And if I didn't play out the story of me being completely victorious, it was game over, which really confused the hell out of me. I think that's video game. <laughs> I, I think. Get on my level. Yeah, I think you're deteriorating in quality of your audio. Get on my level. It sounds like we're ordering uh, from a fast food drive-thru now. Can I get a fucking... uh... Can I get a large poetry? Actually, make that a small poetry. Can I get a boneless poetry? Boneless poetry. (laughs) I I have a quick soccer game story. So... Uh, one time I was at a party and people were playing a soccer video game, like a modern one, you know, like a, a FIFA for Xbox 360 or something. And um, I was there with a friend who was on acid. And <laughs> so he and I started playing the soccer game and I was talking to him and I was like, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, we're both controlling one player at a time on this field and you can select between players on one team, and I can select between players on my team, right? So really, we're not really controlling the players. We're controlling, like, ghosts that are possessing the players on the field. And it's like, your ghost wants that team to win, and my ghost wants this team to win. It's really just a regular soccer match, but you and I are, like, infiltrating and and altering it to determine who wins. And he was like, whoa. That is the best soccer lore I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that really i mean that yeah yeah i like that sort of narrative of all sports games of you being either a ghost or some cruel god who's contra- taking over people's bodies and minds so that one team yeah. wins i do have uh, a very pertinent question to ask about soccer since we're talking about soccer lore now does does that game have rules does anyone know how to play it so soccer? my understanding of soccer so you put the ball on the goal, and you try not to punch people in the face, and if you fake an injury, that's good. This is my whole understanding. Your hands can't touch the ball, that's the only rule. Oh yeah, unless that one. It, um, you have to unless knock you're it out. the special hand-toucher player, then you can touch anything. Yeah, the left and right players, the left and right most players can touch the ball with their hands or, or anything. But everybody else... They can else... touch other people's hands, too. Yeah. I'm definitely the special hand-toucher player. They can touch anything. They're called the hand touchers. That's their title. But everybody else can't can't use can't use their hands. But they could use their heads, or or if you wanted to lick the ball, that's that's fine. You can do anything. What if it's you not, if you wanted to uh, bite the ball and just carry it with you and uh, carry it with you in your mouth? That's <laughs> acceptable, I think. But very few players can mouth an entire ball. 
Yeah, you gotta have a big old mouth if you're gonna get it around that ball. Or sharp teeth to Man. puncture it. Yeah, that's serious soccer tech right there. I mean, that's why... I mean, I that's think that's why sensible soccer tech. Fuck. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? What if you wore a helmet that had, like, a big cup at the top of it, and you cupped the ball in your helmet and ran by? <laughs> like a suction cup, just... I think you're not allowed to use golf. props in, in soccer. Any props you use must be living. So if you had some sort of uh, octopus on your head... That or an eagle! Yeah, or an eagle. Aw, shrug is gone again. I like the idea of having a, an octopus on your head that grabs the ball and you just dive face first into the goal. <laughs> I think that's offsides or something, though, if you get past the, the goal line. Um... Maybe that's hockey. I think offsides is in hockey. I know more about sports than what I'm saying. This is a joke. All right. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, so that's that's Captain Subasa Five slash Boys Soccer Five. Um, I think let's move on to poetry. Um, let's talk about poetry. And 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 my my quip for this is. Uh, how many times can I mention the poetry of violence before it gets old? And I think the answer was the first time I mentioned it. So, but what do we have for poetry? I feel like uh, we covered poetry rather well with the boys' soccer team five, but also that's not Captain Commando. So, um, was there? Let me just read the bio of Baby oh, Head. Yes, that's oh, yeah. uh, the that's location. The location that the mech baby was born in is listed as lab. And uh, the characteristic of Baby Head was a genius baby who rides on a robot of his own creation. His robot is not only powerful but also agile. That's all the bio you get. I mean, I think you can tell the baby's a genius because he's what left-handed. Yeah, yeah. All left-handed people are geniuses, and all geniuses are left-handed. You know, that bio is less a bio of the baby and more a bio of the mech. Like, what kind of genius do you have to be to be like, oh, this hand could do things instead? I want to say that the occupation field on all of them is ridiculous. So both yeah. Mac the Knife and Captain Commando have occupations listed as unknown, and then Ginzu the Ninja is listed as occupation ninja, and Baby Commando is listed as occupation baby. Um, Baby's a great at least job. they're honest. Captain Commando's lying about being a cop. Yeah, he's a fucking cop. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're a cop, you have to tell people you're a cop. If they Commando, I learned that firsthand a few weeks ago. Um, there's an enemy named Shitrom Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Am I audible? Yes, we can yes. hear you now. Thank yes. you. Yes, you're alive. Um, the mummy's uh, blood type is listed as blend. Which is and, fine. And I saw that, and I was like, that's weird. But also, <laughs> he is Italian. <laughs> Gin <laughs> Gin Ginzu the ninja's eye color is black. Well I, well, I actually do want to mention the fact that Captain Commando's eye color is listed as emerald, so you know he writes fan fiction about, like, aquamarine orbs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Orbi Captain Commando does Orbitals. have em emerald orbs. Orbitals. And his lips are tears. Yeah, emerald peep globes. 
what was the final boss's name? It had a good name. It was like Commissage oh, or something. It yeah, was uh, fucking, where did I write this down? No, I've actually got it. Uh, the Japanese name for it is Genocide, but in America they changed it to uh, Scumicide, I there think. There we go. That's Scumicide. a good Which is a great name. It's, he was, it's super great. You would think, as a cop, you would think that Captain Commando would be, be behind Scumicide. They should shake as soon as you walk in, he should be like, scum aside, huh? And then shake his hand. Like, well, maybe by the end he's accepted the fact that he's a cop and therefore scum himself. I have to ask, is nine kilograms a normal weight for a baby? Hmm. Cops. That's like, uh, <laughs> That's like 20 really pounds. Heavy. Yeah. Cops never realize they're scum. Third <laughs> grade, like everyone told. else is scum. This is the cop mind. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, that's a little underweight because the, a two-year-old boy at the age of 24 months weighs an average of approximately 28 pounds and a two-year-old girl weighs an average of 26.5 pounds, the CDC reports. Wait, is the baby's gender mentioned? Yeah, yes. boy, male. Well, male's not a well, gender, but you know what I mean. And it's, I a want, genius, it's a genius want... baby who can build a robot, so it can definitely identify its own gender to anyone who asks, I think. Fair enough. Though, I just think that having a baby riding a mech not being a girl just makes this a very unfeminist game. I agree. Does, does the Wikipedia tell you if the baby's cut? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we're not going there. And actually, you know what? It, it doesn't specifically mention gender. It says sex male. So Yeah, it said sex. Good point. Do we have to get into some exploring to do in that realm? It's very focused on technical things, and um, you know, maybe Let the when baby goes... figures things out at its uh, at its own time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are only two. Come on, I'm still not over Birthplace Lab. <laughs> I can build a robot, but I don't know my own gender identity yet. It's okay, baby. We all figured different things out at different rates. Yep. I didn't talk till I was seven. That's not true. I, I, w <laughs> I want, I would read a manga about this baby figuring its stuff out. I think as a baby, my gender is suplex. <laughs> also, I need to say for the, the people listening at home who don't know me, I am non-binary. I'm, I, I'm not making fun of gender people. Oh yeah. I am gender people. Gender people. That's a good point because I make jokes about like the two genders all the time, and it. I think in my case, being a, uh, 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 you know, just a dude, it definitely comes off as insensitive sometimes. So I apologize if a that happens. Dirty binarist. I know. Okay, so now we can all safely say that the two genders are baby and mech. <laughs> no, the two genders, as established by this game, are baby and ninja. There I thought go. it was going to be baby what and cop. What about <laughs> what about baby and space mummy? Well, that no, would... there are three. If we have to be technical, there are three listed: baby, ninja, and unknown. <laughs> I gotta say, if 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 the two genders are baby and cop, that makes baby mech non-binary because uh, they're both. They're a baby cop. Okay, gender fluid oh. baby mech. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Fuck. Um. <laughs>
<laughs> I just want to go back to the fact that there is a character named Shitrom Jr. It, they're, they're missing the I. It just says Strom, but Strom is not a word. Shitrom is a word. It's got to be a mistake. It's got to be a mistake. They meant mm-hmm. Shitrom. Yeah. I mean, what else is it going to be? And Shitrom Sr. shows up as well with his brother Druk, D-R-U-K, which is definitely another typo for drunk. Which makes me wonder, is it maybe a shitstorm and drunk, perhaps? Could be shitstorm, shitstorm and drunk. I mean, that that's the names of my uncles, so it makes sense. Uncle Shitstorm um, is here. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fly his plane <laughs> directly into a mountain. So, um, all right. <laughs> this is neither here nor Asshole. there, but I, I think it hasn't been mentioned, and it's critically important that we mention that every transition in this game has a star wipe. It's actually really cute because it also has a low frame rate to it that makes it look like like an ending to like a fucking old Dragon Ball episode or something. And it makes this great noise. It's like... It's great. Yes, exactly. Like that. It's like an ending to a comedy episode. Maybe not Dragon Ball. Maybe like Ranma one half or something. Like a Seiyatsuda thing. It's it's quite cute and it like totally inconsistent with what's going on in the game. Jolpa... I don't know why you are thinking about an Amiga cast when you're not going to have time for any other casts when you and I start our cast where we watch Ready Player One over and over again and just talk about it every week. The only movie? The only movie we will ever need? The only movie we'll ever need. I'm ready. And I stay in character every week pretending I like it a lot until you murder me. Uh, that is I, how I want to die. I want you to kill me. <laughs> We're ready, player one. I've I can oblige you in this way. Can I please? Can this please be real? Because I would certainly listen to the pilot episode of this at least. Can I, can I, can I stand in the background as you die reading that uh that poem about the hot babes, oh, the nerd God. babes? You could stand anywhere you like while I die. <laughs> uh, the 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 essay that establishes that he has never actually attempted to look for porn that appeals to him. Uh, Who has? Who has the time? Yeah. If only if I... Oh, I remember that poem now. (laughs) If I ran the porn in... I'm sorry. It would be like this. Dude, Uh, it's already like that. What do you... Clipsforsale.com, buddy. It's so gross. That guy is such a gross, grosser ten, and I fucking hate him. And I've never even read okay. Red, Ready Player One. But have, everyone should go read that guy's uh, webcomics. They're amazing. I can't. Nope. Not going to happen. Oh, wait. No, I'm confusing him with the other guy. I'm confusing him with Andy Weir, the, the guy who wrote The Martian. Oh, does oh, he have God. a webcomic? Oh, it's so... I'm going to... He he has two words. Wait, this is a ten. I, I assume people have to go. So right. Let's let's speed run the rest of this. Podcast. God. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, I was I googling this. Um. Shit. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. We're moving on from poetry. We're talking about harmony. How harmonious was this game? Was it harmonious? Bad. 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 It was harmonious. Expagnus. It was harmoniously shit smeared. Yeah, it was very drowned. 
Yeah, I was actually disappointed because when I like first looked this game up, I saw the arcade screenshots, which were very colorful in a very like ninja baseball Batman kind of way. And then I played this game, and it was just the worst aesthetic. Yeah, it's real boring. It's real boring. The arcade version's nicer, and then just like I don't know, it it to me it was harmonious in determining that there are a lot of really bad beat 'em ups, and this was a perfect example of a really bad one. So, uh, so that's fun. <laughs> They're yeah, all bad. The most generic beat 'em up. They're all bad. We should just switch over to doing a Sega Saturn podcast because that has all the good games. But we can't Isn't the Sega Saturn library like ninety percent beat 'em ups? No, it's not. It's like half shooters. You got Shadow of Mystaria or whatever. You have Guardian Heroes. You have Silhouette Mirage. You have Knights. You have Burning Rangers. God, it's so much better than Super Nintendo. But it's so hard to emulate. We would need Game Tap to do it. Fuck. What you <laughs> emulate? You don't buy all your games. Uh, 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 no, I, 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 I buy them all. Don't worry, none of us are cops. Yeah, I have the I full have... Captain Commando cabinet right here in my lap. Something. I don't know if you knew this, but I am the cop from uh, Cruisin', the one in the cowboy hat and the jockstrap, so... Oh, no. Uh, okay, told... but just so you know, if one of us was Captain Commando, we would say that, right? Yeah, I know if that... If you're that's Captain the... Commando, you have to tell us. <laughs> oh god i was an extra in commando shrug no i'm currently going commando my rank was not <laughs> my rank was not captain hi curry's mom again um this i never got to bring up uh earlier but i think it's important to say that the final boss has a bunch of screens around him when you're fighting him and they each have different things on them one screen has a basic pie chart on it. One has a 3D pie chart on it. One has a newscaster casting the news. Uh, one is a just a picture of a pipe, uh, like a sewage pipe. And then one is a picture of a planet, like Saturn, with little labels pointing out where the rings are. Oh, they're so hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well... That's Captain Commando is a bunch of really bad charts. I'm sorry, I was reading this webcomic, so I have to move on with my life now. It's a very bad webcomic. It's really bad. It's boring, I guess. It's the worst. Like, I mean, it's not it's like that isn't evocative of how bad it is, but it does uh, It does seem to imply a whole bunch of really generic webcomic of that era uh, plot threads and humor, which is very, very boring. The yeah. uh, Captain Commando of webcomics is what you're saying. Damn. Damn. All right. Hey, Curry, do you have a mystery topic? If not, that's fine. Um, I've got my topic. Uh, okay, so, the line. Where do you stand on it now? Beat-em-ups are bad. Beat-em-ups are the worst. I actually, the worst. I actually like, hate them more now. You have had such a wild ride across this line. It it was nice. It was nice having you, Tulpa. When when I dig, beat 'em ups can be well executed, but most of them aren't very good. But Sturgeon's Law, folks, right? Right. Beat 'em ups are so worse than other games. 
beat-em-ups are the Nicolas Cage of genres in that they are a tool that can be used well or used poorly, and you must approach them on their own terms. I would say that beat-em-ups are, across the board, more fun with friends because I had a really good time playing it uh, with Bachelor for the 30 minutes that this game lasts. So that's my line. All bad games are more fun with friends. Almost all games are more fun with friends, except the ones that are really shameful. Okay, as bad as beat-em-ups are, this was better than, say, Borderlands. Or many (laughs) games nowadays where you go, oh, it's fun in co-op. This is a million times better than all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so beat-em-ups are not the worst genre. Survival, roguelite, uh, first-person shooter, MOBAs are the worst genre. This game, uh, or I mean this podcast, made me come around to the idea that perhaps the greatest beat-em-up uh, would be a beat-em-up where you cannot die, and every single object in the environment has a special interaction when you punch it. So it would essentially be the beat-em-up version of, like, Wonder Kitchen, just like yeah. a beat 'em up version of like a point oh. and click. Well, as described, what you just described yeah. is a uh, is Wonder Project J, which I hope we play someday soon. Ooh, I thought Wonder Project J was just uh, another type of uh, Pac Man Two. Uh, it's a Pac Man Two, but you also throw objects at uh, at the little robot boy uh, in order to uh, teach him how to. Uh, uh, exists in life, and sometimes uh, he eats things he's not supposed to eat. Why are we making games like this? Isn't that also Pac-Man 2, though? No, Pac-Man 2 is a lot less... It doesn't have any, like, raising sim elements. Okay, fair point. Beat-em-ups may not be that great, but my question is, why play video games at all? Why not enjoy a good, refreshing, relaxing book like Moby Dick or a similar work, such as Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Craft Mattresses. The sleep easy, sleep cheesy. The uh, only mattress you can eat, but you shouldn't. <laughs> the only mattress you can eat semi safely. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for this podcast. Uh, we're clocking in at uh two hours and seven minutes so that's not too bad that's not too bad um so uh i think hey everybody where could people find you if they wanted to hear more from you uh i'm shrug uh i turned my body from the sun what ho testigo let me hear thy hammer oh ye three unsurrendered spires of mine thou uncracked keel and only god bullied hull thou firm deck and haughty helm Death, go, glorious go, ship, go, must ye then perish? Go, go, and without go, me, go, am go, I cut go, off go, from go, the last go, go, Proud of being a shipwreck captain. Oh, lonely death, a lonely life. Oh, now I feel topmost greatness lies in my topmost grief. Ho, ho, from all your furthest bound. Now in ye bold billows of my whole foregone. Is that just one sentence? And top this one piled comer of my death toward thee i roll thou all-destroying but unconquering whale to the last i grapple with thee from hell's heart i stab at thee for hate's sake i spit my last breath at thee sink all coffins and all hearses to one common pool and since neither can be mine let them me then tow to pieces while still chasing thee though tied to thee thou damned whale thus Thus i I give give up the the spear And that's uh, Ready Player One, right? That's, yeah, Moby, that's a... Moby, Moby Player Dick. Oh, that was a classic selection. <laughs> Moby Play that, Your Dick. That Moby was one sentence, dick. right? Yes. 
Uh, you can find me at Shrugopolis, where I'm also a jackass. I'm sorry. Um, on Twitter and Shrug on the forums. And Moby Dick owns. I hate, I'm, I hate myself. I love you, Shrug. We love you, Shrug. Oh, but wait, were we not supposed to talk over that whole thing? You should. We were all shouting at yeah. the same time. It was worth it. It's fine. It's, yeah, the listener is going to be completely baffled, and that's the uh, an exploration story right there. <laughs> tell me, tell me where, tell me where we could find you, Cassie, because <laughs> nobody could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Midnight Bliss with an underscore at the end on Twitter or Wanga Momo on B Select fucking forums talking about uh beacon ups and how much i love to kick ass and kick anyone's ass and kick my own ass and um yeah i am talpa i can be found on the selectbutton.com forums no and... selectbutton.net Okay, sorry. I shouldn't misdirect people like that. You, you can't wow. find Topa on there now because now they're banned because they said the wrong name. Oh. Well, you could once upon a time have found me on the selectbutton.net forums, but now I can only be reached via the No Rangers Allowed Dungeons and Dragons podcast where I make an ass out of myself trying to be an entertaining GM uh once every two weeks, usually. And you can also find me on Twitter as Memorious Talpa. And you could probably find me on Twitch under the name of Tupler if I ever stream again, which might happen. I'm one second before, uh, and I'm also one second before on the select button of forums. And uh, you should come and select all of our butts at the select button forums. I am Bachelor Soft on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. You can find me at bachelorsoft.com, home of DDD, the Natural Playboys, the greatest game ever made. And uh, I'm also on selectbutton.net forums, and I do believe I'm the number one poster by blood potion ratio to post or some shit, right? Don't disagree with me here. But I won't give you my name there. That would be tacky. I'm your co-host, Curry Commando. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on the forums as Courier Rice. I, uh, you can find me on Twitter as Courier Rice. And I run the snexploration.tumblr.com uh, microblog. And I have been Captain Clint. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at virtualclint, where I rarely tweet, I mostly retweet stuff that's, you know, highly political. So if you love that, um, if you like this podcast, please spread the word. I want to get more viewers. My resolution this year is to promote the podcast. So you should make that your resolution too. uh, tell your massage therapist, tell your skydiving instructor, anyone who will listen to you, uh, your hand toucher, your hand toucher, <laughs> the leftmost player or the rightmost player. Um, leave us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, if you do, I will read it on the podcast, even if it's really, really mean. And nobody's leaving iTunes reviews. I swear to God, like this is your chance for fame. 
you know, I you could promote yourself. I'll read that too. It's fine. Um, we have a new website. Woo! Uh, you can find it at snes.zone. That is snes.zone. Um, it has links to our Twitter feed, which is where you can vote for games. It has a link to Curry's Tumblr. And then short bios for every single person who's ever been on this podcast and social media links for them. I mean, it's the place to go if you love this podcast. Maybe I'll make a forum someday. Uh, but for now, uh, you can always go to the selectbutton.net forums if you want to hang out with us and get more inane video game discussion. So, uh, it's also, it's also the place to go if you hate this podcast, FYI. Yeah, no, if you hate the podcast, go there too. Drive me up that Google SEO rating. I want to be the top, uh, result for searching for Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> The next podcast should be released on February 10th, assuming I don't fall into the sun. I could fall into the sun. Um, and right now it's time to find out what three games you'll be voting on. If you hurry to our Twitter, you're listening to this the day this comes out, you can still vote. Twitter, at Snexploration. You can find us there, and you can uh, catch the last hours of the vote. Uh, the next... This is set up so well. I know. We'll never fix it. Look, if I could fix it, but then I have to edit the podcast the same day I record it. I, there's no way I could hear this twice. I would die. <laughs> We're not getting paid enough. We're not getting paid at all. One of these days I'm going to pay people. What? But... Where are these checks coming from? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fuck. getting money. Oh, my God. I, I would pay you if I could. I swear to you're, you, you're all doing free labor for me, and I apologize. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the next three games. We're going to vote on one of these three games. So you ready? You ready? You ready? Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right. The first game is called Battle Cross, which isn't going to mean much to anybody, but it looks like a, a top-down racer kind of thing, like single screen, and apparently takes, uh, uh, it met the fucking inspiration. 20 years to beat. 20 years to beat. And it takes inspiration from Bomberman, which is interesting. Um, and then we've got The Smurfs 2. Mmm. Oh, uh, definitely a, a tempting one. I, uh, I don't know anything about that game because I didn't look it up. Um, I think it stars uh, Justin Timberlake or something. And then didn't the first the Smurfs game invents the triple jump. Maybe. Oh, then I really hate it. It invented the wave dash. <laughs> Fuck. No, it really did invent the triple jump. I believe you. That's I believe terrible. you. That's almost as bad as beat 'em ups. Nothing's worse than a double jump. I like Double Jumps. I love Jumper by Matt Thorson. It's my favorite game. Um, and then there's the last game is called Super Momotaro Dentetsu 3, which is a board game style Super Nintendo game, kind of like Itadaki Street, which is like that Monopoly-esque game by the guy who designed Dragon Quest. So, Oh, sure, but you'll put Captain Tsubasa in the in the salary man zone, but you have us picked from a fucking board game. <laughs> Look, I have to do this in an Excel spreadsheet and not everything's classified in its proper genres. <laughs> it's hard. Vote for, vote for Momotaro and let's all play it live. Oh, it's going to be a disaster if that goes. Look mean, at the fucking uh, bots are for Momotaro. Oh my God. It's like an evil clown Whoa. with purple hair. What the fuck is going on? You have it's to play one of these cap. games. You can't let this go because it, it, like, has anyone here played one of these? They made like thirty of them. I've played Battlecross. Is that what no? You're no, I, I mean Momotaro. Oh, I've got like some of the RPGs in my backlog, but not the Dentets games. Has By any Hudson. podcast covered it? Yeah, it, this is important. This is history. You got to vote for Momotaro and make us suffer. I'll vote for it. 
Um, Battle Look, the last time the last time we tried to play a good video game, it was Captain Commando. So vote for the shitty games; they're much better. Yeah, Battle Cross. Yeah, fair point. Battle, Battle Cross is an American heavy metal band from Canton, Michigan, United States. The band has described their sound as blue collar thrash metal, and inspired Today, they by Bomber three albums. Oh fuck! You have some facial hair, these dudes. <laughs> okay, so that's the three games. I'm a- and Honestly, all of the games this uh, this time around sound great, so vote for any of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, at the very least, I don't think they'll be too boring. So Yeah, we're good. done editorializing from now. Y'all pick whatever you want. Yeah, I've editorialized for games. I, Captain Commando, even, I editorialized for a little bit. I think my description was way too favorable, and uh, that was a mistake, so I apologize. So pick whatever you want. Whatever you think's good. The shitty game, great game, I don't fucking care. It, it, yeah, just do it. So, uh, until next time, it's not Castle Crashers. It's not Metamorphic Force. It's not Turtles in Time. It's not, uh, Ninja Warriors again. It's not Dungeons Dragons, the Shadows over Mistara. It's not Guardian Heroes. I was gonna say that. It's not Astro Boy Omega Factor. It's not Ninja Baseball Batman. (laughs) It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not Chuck Rock. All right. I scooped the guns right out of your butt. Wait. I put the guns into your butt. I selected the guns. You to, I forced you to use the guns that were already in your butt all along. We'll discuss the details after the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think that last one makes more sense. I think so. I think that makes sense. We selected the gun straight out of the butt. It's fine. Um, <laughs> bye, everyone. Astro Boy is weird. Thanks for listening. Bye. Alright, I'm stopping the recording now. That was a long one. Thanks to Schnabubula for allowing the use of his incredible song, Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.